everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. Well, today I am feeling very special. We're all feeling really good because Darren from We Are Messengers has stopped by. We've been wanting him to stop by for a long time. We've been fans ever since the beginning. We love all of your music, Darren. So thank you for coming this morning. It is my pleasure. <laughs> I love coming up here. We've never been to the station, played a bunch of shows up here. So I was stoked when Tracy from the team told me we were coming. Uh, and we could listen to you all day. We love your accent. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, so where are you from again? Because some people... Uh, May not be familiar that you're at, you're from Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm from Ireland. It's funny. I was on stage last night playing the show, and before we prayed with uh, a couple African American pastors, and one of those was from Jamaica. And he said to me, he "said I think he said, brother, he said I thought you were Jamaican when I hear your songs in the radio and when I hear you talk." And he says, "Now I see you. I know you're not. You're very white." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I love it. Now, you have a new song out right now, just released. I absolutely love it. It's called Power. Mm. Tell me a little bit about this song. Yeah, it's it's just the start of a new season. You know, we've come through a whole cycle in our life where it feels like we were always trapped in mm, isolation and disappointment and, you know, issues around mental health. And in the last five, six months, the Lord has, through Holy Spirit, brought us out of that isolation and out of that sense of maybe hopelessness or settling. You know, at times you settle for your circumstance. And he said, listen, I'm going to use Holy Spirit um, to bring you out of that so that you might learn how to love others well and you might lead them somewhere. Because it's not enough just to stay in your circumstance. Uh, yeah, you've got to be honest, you've got to be truthful. But then you have to allow the Spirit of God to totally transform you, to take you somewhere else. And I feel that in my life. And so with this song... It's probably only a few months between sitting in my mate's bedroom, writing this song, recording a vocal, till we've actually released it. And we wanted to release it when it was completely fresh in our minds and in our hearts so that we could tell um, a truthful, honest story about it and not, not try and repeat something that happened three years ago. Do you know? Yeah. I don't want our songs to be stale. I want them to be truthful in the moment right now. So this is the kind of power that pulls communities together, you know, that instead of dividing, it unites people. Mm-hmm. And in, in America, I'm, I'm really passionate about America. You know, we were talking on the way up just about even the dreaded politics word. But my, my heart is that people would be unified, that we wouldn't be partisan. We wouldn't take sides, but that we would um, become holy as God is holy and that that transformation would unite us in our communities and that America would learn to love each other again, which would start by listening to each other first. If we could learn to listen and hear what everyone else is saying, then it would allow us to really have relationships. So this song is about that, uh, <laughs> I love saying it, is about that Holy Ghost power, the kind of power that causes the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dead to rise. It's that kind of power that America needs, and, and that's what we want to be a part of. I love that you said listening to others, and to me, that goes to communicating with others. And honestly, that's one of the reasons I think I have connected to your music so much. And, and even you personally, when I've had the chance to talk with you before, 
I feel like you have this infectious personality <laughs> where when you talk to you, you feel like you're the only other person in the room. You have a way with connecting mm. with people that I don't, I think it's a gift. I don't think yeah. a lot of people have that. And I feel like you just are able to take small talk and make it real talk yeah. all the time. <laughs> you know, how do you do that? It's quite exhausting being me. <laughs> you know, it would be a lot easier to. I hear people having conversations sometimes, and sometimes I'm envious because they're just quite content to tip. That's an Irish word, tip along, which means to travel along. Um, without saying anything of any great importance. And I don't want to disparage that because it's really beautiful just to sit with your friends and just hang and be easy. Yeah. But the Lord hasn't asked me to do that. He, um, It's a strange one. I don't know if I've ever said this in the air. God asked me to be a thorn in people's flesh. And I was like, God, what do you mean? That sounds quite horrific, you know. Um, and over time, what I've realized is that God wants me, when I'm with people, to actually be with them to the point that Maybe it's uncomfortable. Maybe it's a bit weird that they know that I'm actually listening to them. Um, but I want to I want to give all of myself to people when I'm with them, so mm-hmm. that when they do say the thing that the Lord knows I need to hear, that I'm able to go, I heard that mm-hmm. and I saw that. Because I think our greatest desire is to be seen and to be known by the Lord and by people. And we spend so much time looking over people's shoulders that we never see them. We spend so much time talking that we never hear them. And so people walk away from our conversations no better than they were before it. Yeah. But we have the power in our tongues and in our ears of life and death, you know, so I get to hear and listen. So it's, I say it to my band all the time, I say that the person that you're with is the most important person in the world. Mm-hmm. You can't affect change five minutes from now mm-hmm. or five minutes in the past. Right here, right now is all that we've got. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I love my wife and kids. And they're not here right now, so I can spend my time going, oh, I'm so sad my wife and kids aren't here. Or I can honor them by being the best steward of my time, by being the best steward of Holy Spirit in me, and by being the best steward of the kingdom of heaven, which is why I'm really bad at small talk. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Now, I've heard you talk about before, and I think a lot of your music just, you know, helps so many people who have felt brokenness in their life, who had felt shame, who have felt guilt. Mm. And I feel like that's 99.9% of everyone (laughs) out there, right? Mm. And I've also just felt that you've been able to take that brokenness that you've felt and translate that into your music. How how have you used your brokenness as a, as a gift? Because I feel like mm. that's how you view it. That's good. So it's not just me listening to you. You're listening to me. You know, so, and maybe it's okay, this verse to start with that. To start with, if I didn't know what it hurt like to be broken, I'd never know what it felt like to be whole. Mm-hmm. And the whole song goes along with that. I've realized that all of the terrible things I've done all of the terrible things I've seen and been a part of, um, that I spent a lot of my Christian walk vilifying, excuse me, vilifying the man that I was. You know, as much as I would call myself names for the man that I was before Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think that that disparages the gift that the Lord gave me. So if you look at theology, you're not going to find this in it very often. But I believe that the Lord has allowed me to see all of my shame, all of my sinfulness, all of my guilt from the past, from before him, Mm -hmm. as a gift. All of it. All of it. 
even the stuff that I don't want to speak about. Mm-hmm. Because it has allowed me to see him, to know him. And it has allowed me to see that in other people, to say, you're not the things you do or the things you've done. That isn't who you are. That's just systematic. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where sin and shame and guilt is systematic because we choose ourselves over him. And so I see those things as a gift now because he has shone a light on those things and has allowed me to see his grace and his goodness and his mercy. And I get to see that in people all the time, even in my kids. I think that's a beautiful way to look at it because, you know, I've used that example for myself because I know I'm forgiven. Mm. We have that. But there's still those human thoughts that go through your head and like, oh, I'm really struggling with that today. I know I'm forgiven, but that that way of looking at it as a gift that God has used to then, because I feel like you are able to translate that and show people, yeah, but this is why I'm, you know, forgiven and using my story. I think that helps so many people. And you mentioned your song, Maybe It's Okay. Mm. And that's one of my favorite songs. Thank you. Why... Why do you think it's okay if you're not okay? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I love the story behind it, but I want to know your, your reasoning. Yeah, I've, I've had people tell me that it's, you know, in response to that song, I've had people say, no, it's not okay if you're not okay. And I think they misunderstand what I'm, what I'm trying to communicate. What I'm trying to communicate is that yeah, this stigma that we place upon mental health in America, mm-hmm. particularly within the church, where we tell people that if they come to us with depression or anxiety, or maybe they're self-harming or struggling with suicidal ideation or bipolar. I'm just going to list lots of things, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes we make them feel like they're less human. But even worse than that, we make them feel like they're less Christian yeah. because they've been open and vulnerable and admitted their mental health concerns. Mm-hmm. That's not a biblical approach to dealing with human beings. I've heard, heard people say, you shouldn't take medication if you have depression. And my response to them is, you're a donkey. <laughs> if someone has clinical yeah. depression, and we've watched too many of those people go to the grave, yeah. um, they need to see a doctor, and they need to get their chemical imbalances put right, okay, first and foremost. Yeah. Then they need a good counselor, and then they also need good friends who love God. And then they need to trust Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit is with them, and that He, um, through the finished work of Jesus Christ, is going to make them completely well, okay? It's a holistic approach to being a human being. Yeah. So it's okay to tell your story. It's okay to tell the truth. But we have to allow a framework for that to happen. We have to allow people the opportunity to really tell us who they are and what they feel. Right? Mm-hmm. And that means tricky conversations. Yeah. You're probably not going to put this bit in the air. So when someone comes to you and they tell you that they have uh, homosexual tendencies, we've got to be able to hear that and yes. not immediately jump to our agenda yes. of Fixing them. Mm-hmm. Someone comes to us saying, I'm thinking about having an abortion. Put your agenda away. Listen to them. Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. Now, so it is okay to feel anything. It is okay to say anything. Honestly, it is. Mm-hmm. As Christians, our job should be to love the person, irregardless of the behavior. To love them irregardless of their sickness, irregardless of their struggles. Just to love them right where they're at. And it's in that honesty that relationship is built. And when relationship is built, I can introduce Jesus. But until relationship is built, 
I can't be bringing Jesus anywhere. Absolutely. I could not agree with that more. I always think of the song I sang as a kid, and I don't know if they sang it in Ireland, but they will know we are Christians by our love. And Mm. it was a little song we used to sing. Really? Yeah. They will know we are Christians by our love. And I'm like, we need to start singing that a little bit more to ourselves and just remember exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Because I think... I mean, I could name off several people who struggle with anxiety, depression, myself included, you know, in the past where I had to do all those things you talked about to get to a place and yeah. and being vulnerable and talking about it, mm-hmm. it. I think it helps people knowing that it happens to us all. It's not just you. No, it happens to everyone. You know, and I'm in a season of my life where I feel so alive right now and I feel, I just feel really content. Like I've learned to enjoy today and the moment for what it is. But that will change. Sometime I'll go back to needing maybe it's okay again. Right now I'm in the season of power, but I know that maybe it's okay is where I'll end up again. Yeah. Because life is not this linear, straightforward line. <laughs> hills and valleys, hills right? Hills and valleys, you know. Taran Wells sings about it. It's, so I, I would say that when you do come across someone who's struggling with mental health, or maybe even a lifestyle, or maybe even whatever, mm-hmm. um, firstly love them, and then don't tell them to read more and pray more, and go to church more. That's, you right. can't pile more and more pressure on someone. Right. It, none of this is about doing anything. It's not even about being good. All of this thing with Jesus, it's about being in love. Yeah. Right? It's being in love with the Father that will give you a hunger for the Word, that will give you a desire to pray, that will give you a desire to go to church, be around Christians. That all starts from being in love with the Father. We've got to get our priorities straight here. Um. And I would say, this is real silly advice, I would say just take it easy on each other. Just go easy. Yeah. You know, what are we really trying to do? Like we're in driving down the road and people are flipping each other off because someone caught a lane. I'm like, come on. What really matters? What really matters? You have no idea where that person is going home to. You have no idea what they're facing. I sat in a hospital the other day with a wee girl who's dying with a brain tumor. And I'm singing a song over that... No one has ever heard because we've we, we've never put it out, um, and she's just smiling, mm. singing, and no, I had no pity for her whatsoever. I was kind of envious that she was so in love with Jesus. Mm. Got to stop judging books by their cover. Yeah, you know, I don't That's know. So true. Take it easy. You don't know what people are going Everyone's through. Everyone's fighting a battle you know nothing about, yeah. and I love you know, what we're saying here about loving people and being there for them and not, you know, judging right away or, you know, at all. But what do you say to the people or what advice do you have for the the people listening that are the ones struggling with anxiety, with Mm. depression, with those, um, you know, suicidal thoughts, whatever it may be, Mm. what advice do you have to them? You know, what would you say? I say, I know how you feel. I'd say you're not on your own. That's one of the biggest tricks the enemy plays. He says, you're the only one who feels like this. Mm-hmm. And I would Amen. say that you're allowed to tell your story. And if people don't receive your story and they push you away, so be it. Yeah. Cut off anyone who makes you feel less human. Cut them away. Cut them out of your life. You got to take care of yourself right now. I would say hang on. Like just one day at a time. And I would promise you this because I understand this now. Mm-hmm. I've seen too many people that have gone to the grave too soon. But I would say this, that if you can persevere and you can wait this thing out, 
And if you can hold on, you will see victory in it. You will see an overcoming in it. And that's why, you know, we talk about the song Power. Because I believe there's a time for coming out of that isolation, out of that hurt. And it may take a long time or a short time. We don't know. But if you wait it out, Scripture says that he or she who endures to the end shall be saved. And there's a reason the Scriptures always talk about perseverance. Mm -hmm. Because it's suffering. This is it. Your gift, the gift of your mental illness is suffering. Because suffering produces perseverance, endurance, Mm -hmm. and that produces character. That makes you who you are. That makes you so strong that you will be able to love others in your situation well when you're ready. And that, that character leads to hope. And hope never disappoints because hope is Jesus. Yeah. I mean, so, so it's a journey, it suffering really to Jesus. It really is. You know? I love those thoughts. And I, and I feel like, you know, with your music, you can connect with so many people at different places in life. You know, I, I've seen and read that you not only perform in churches, but you do non-traditional venues as well, which <laughs> I think is so important. I read something the other day, and it said, if your circle of friends are only Christians, you're doing something wrong. And I thought, yes, mm. that I believe that. And, and not take that the wrong way, but I think our circle needs to be wide. Come on. And if you don't look around your circle and see people of different colors, different races, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I'd go a step further. I would say that I am a middle-class, white, conservative Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I go to my small group and all I'm hanging around with is middle-class, white, conservative Christians, I'm not really hanging out with anybody. I'm just hanging out with myself. Mm, and, good point. Right? And that is <laughs> not what we're called to. Yeah, We're called to go into all of the world. And into all of the world starts in your coffee shop. It starts in your community. It starts down at the, your local gym, whatever it is. Who are you hanging with? Do you know if your own... So I'm pro-life. I'm really, really on the record as being pro-life all the way. So is my wife, so are my kids. My kids can't fathom the alternative to that. They came to me one day and they said, Daddy, why why would anyone do that? Yeah. And what I had to explain to my kids is, kids, we're pro-life, but we're also pro-woman, right? Mm -hmm. It is not enough to turn around and say, you need to keep your child. We have to be willing to offer our time and our help to afford positive choices to women so that women can be healthy too. Amen. We got to put our money where our mouths are. We got to stop talking about being Jesus and actually being that thing. Yes. So quit telling. I'm sick of walking into churches where they say, we're a diverse community and it's just people like me. That's not diverse. Yes, yes. And that comes from all sides, Mm -hmm. right? We got to stop it. We got to be unified and you can't be unified when you just hang out with yourself. Yeah, that's so true. I love it. Okay, last question. I thought the is all of that. That's good. <laughs> You're so good. Last question. I ask the same question every time to everyone. What are you what are you doing to make tomorrow better? Because we're all taking, you know, our own journey here, but what would you say you're doing to make tomorrow better? I'll, I'll tell you. I I wouldn't have known this the answer to this 3 or 4 weeks ago. I took two weeks ago, I took two weeks, and every single day of the two weeks, and I'm going to preface this by saying, because I'm really healthy now, yeah. really healthy emotionally, physically, spiritually, our career is in a wonderful place. So what I did was I took two weeks, and every day, for hours every day, I called people from my past, 
I call people from a present in the music industry and not in the music industry. You know what I did? I said, I'm sorry for two weeks straight. Wow. I called the people that I'd hurt or offended or, or even just taken for granted. And I said, I'm sorry. You needed to hear me say that. You know, I treated you as less or I behaved less than I'm called to. And I just listened to them cry and say, some of them told me I was ridiculous and I didn't need to say sorry. And, <laughs> and some of them forgave me. And I made, I made my world instantaneously better because I offloaded guilt and shame. And I made their world better because they heard me say the thing that I needed to say that they didn't even know I needed to say. And so what I've been doing is going through this cycle of um, just repentance. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do it when I was healthy because when you're not healthy, people tend to say sorry so they can get something. Mm. And I wanted to say sorry when I didn't need anything from anybody. Yeah. And so it's been really beautiful. And I, I'm kind of free. I'm just really free at the moment. Did you have to work yourself up to do that? Yeah. I was terrified. My hands were sweaty. I was nervous. I was, I was thinking this could backfire. And uh, it was just the most beautiful thing I've done in the last few years. Yeah. That's incredible dope. that you actually did that because I've heard people, we talk about it, we say, oh, that would be wonderful. But I don't know that I've ever talked to someone that actually went through with it. Oh, it's, it's been so good. And, you know, I'm not name any names, obviously, but people listen to this. I'm sure there'll be people listening to it. Will I'll, I've probably heard me say that to them recently. And That's it's incredible. Just, it's just really good. I would just say, get that off your chest, you know, go say sorry to, for whatever you've done wrong and yeah. whoever you've hurt and it's great. Great healing in yeah, that. Yeah, an apology could mean more than you can ever imagine. And, you know, it works both ways. Well, Darren, it has been such a blessing to have you here today. New song is Power. We are messengers. Look them up. Find their music. They're amazing. And very grateful that you stopped by today.